the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives captives free. Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Give up a chance. Give up your heart. Love never fails. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. I'm actually going to cover, before I get into the message that the Lord has given us, uh, given me for this morning, I wanted to share some exciting news with you all and invite you out to um, uh, take a visit, uh, stop in on a resource, on a place of healing and restoration that's uh, connected to us here, that is our place of healing and restoration, but not in this building. And it's right down the way. It's called the Hope Center. Anybody ever been at the Hope Center, to the Hope Center? So we have so much going on at the Hope Center. And um, I know that, here we go, we have some video footage that we've prepared for you to give you a little bit of of insight on what we have. We have, Love Never Fails has a community store. Um, We have an IT academy. um, And there's our brother Miguel, who is our program coordinator over our workforce development program. Uh, We have beautiful items for sale for very inexpensive there. Um, and and we we employ survivors that live in our homes in the in this in the community store. And as you can see here, IT Academy. Um, I want to tell you a little bit about that when the video stops playing. But look at this brother right here. Look at him. Is he clean or what? He just came out of our career closet. His name is Louie. That's not a, just a model. That's a real dude. I want to tell you about him. He he's awesome. This is a young man who has has come into, uh, uh, come, become connected to us. Look at all of these beautiful faces that are there. And so they're, they're going to be out there um, today between 11 and 3 o'clock. We're going to have an open house, have some cookies for you, maybe some, I don't know if there's coffee, if there's, uh, if there's hot cocoa. Miguel, come on up real quick. I just want to acknowledge you. Um, I really do. I appreciate you so much. Um, I just want everybody to know. So Miguel is uh, has just been such a blessing to Love Never Fails. 
Um, he has been looking after the Hope Center, looking after the Love Never Fails uh, community store, the Career Closet, and the IT Academy. And um, so I just want to thank you so much for your service, um, for being just so diligent. And um, he'll be out there along with other people, our case managers that work with the ladies in the home. Um, and uh, Veronica, actually, back there, way, Veronica. Veronica is our sales lead over at the Love Never Fails Community Store. We are involved. I just want y'all to know that we are not just doing church in these four walls. Y'all know we do Hotspot, Hayward Hotspot, right? Y'all know we do the dental van. Y'all know we do the mobile health clinic. And we also provide clothing. We also provide jobs. We also provide workforce development. We provide opportunities in IT, provide opportunities in real estate. Actually, this came from the, uh, oh. from the closet, the shirt. Well, there you go. <laughs> right there. Oh! And what a difference a day makes. Hey! Woo! That's awesome. <laughs> so please, uh, that is awesome. He's modeling himself. So we'll get him to do a little, you know, a little walk around later. But um, the address, you guys, is 22580 Grand Street, right on A Street, across from the laundromat. Please come in today, 11 to 3. Just pop in. See what we're doing. I've got exciting news. We're actually starting our next IT Academy. Yay. The date is, is January 26th. Just to tell you, I told you about Louie that's there. Louie was in our last class. It's, a, it's going to be this time a 16-week class. And um, he was in the last class. And do you know he's now working as an IT technician at Tiburcio Vasquez? Tiburcio Vasquez provides low-income medical care to our community. So he gets to be connected to our low-income folk that need to, uh, to uh, get medical care and provide them IT services and provide for his family. Isn't that awesome? We want to do more of that. So if you know someone who wants to participate, please see me or Miguel. Thank you for that. Thank you, Leon, for the video footage. We really appreciate that. So we're going to get into the Word of God today. Um, Before I do, I just want to pray. Um, it has been an eventful week. My, actually, pray for my back. My back has been out for two days. Um, so I've been kind of walking around a little bit like this. I was at my daughter's birthday party yesterday going, ah, and people are like, why are you walking like that? My back is out. So let's just pray. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for the opportunity to just worship you, God. Worship you with all of our hearts. Worship you uh, with our minds, with our bodies, with our tithes. Um, with our obedience, God. Um, God, let us just be quickened right now, God. Let it let it come up, God, the things that you want to point out right now in this time in the word, things that you want to uncover and move us through and move us over, God, and move us under, God. I pray for healing, God. I pray for wisdom, and I pray for uh, discernment right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so we're going to be uh, looking at uh, a couple of things. We're in Matthew and um, today, Matthew 4. Um, but before I jump into reading the, the text, I want, to, um, I want to just share a few things with you. Did y'all get that picture that I sent? You do? Okay, good. I sent a funny little picture. I'm going to show it to you in a second. So 
Did you guys know? You, so, you know, you guys know I like numbers. So we, in, in, in our world, there are 7.6 billion people. 7.6 billion people. And today we're going to be dealing with this, uh, the whole notion of being a follower of Christ. And as I started to think about that, the word follow, 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 follow. As I started thinking about follow, what I realized is that for me, the, what most comes up when I think of the word follow is Twitter. It's just, just the most common thing when you say follow me. I think of social media. I'm going to follow you, you follow me. So I was, I was thinking, who has the most Twitter followers at the moment? And what I found out is that Katy Perry, uh, I don't know if you know her, but she's a pop artist. Um, Katy Perry, she sings a song, Roar and Fireworks and stuff like that. Uh, she has 106 million followers. Is that amazing or what? Um, and I was like, man, behind Roar and Fireworks, she got 106 million followers. The number one, uh, the, the most followers in the world. Um, and then I was, but, but I was a little offended, and you can bring up the picture, because then I, I looked to see what Jesus had. And Jesus only has 670,000 followers. That ain't right. That is not right. Now, this isn't really his, her, his account, right? But it says he's a carpenter, healer, he's God. I thought that was kind of clever. Somebody set themselves up as Jesus. And 670,000 people are following fake Jesus today. It got me thinking a little bit about the kind of world that we live in, that we are so quick to follow a fake Jesus. That we are so quick to follow Someone who wrote a great song, someone who looks cute, someone who has makeup tips, someone who wears the right purse, someone who's a great athlete. How many hours do we spend watching a, a sports, sports or a music concert or even uh, talking amongst ourselves about things that are going on with our families and our children, the, the ways in which we listen to one another about the natural things in the world, and really sometimes not paying very close attention to the eternal things of the world, the things that really matter. It's, it's, um, it's been really heavy on my heart, and, and I know God is birthing something here in this body as it relates to this, because he keeps putting the same message in every single person. How many were, of you were here on Wednesday when Anthony shared uh, and preached on Wednesday? Any of you? Was that awesome or what? Oh, there he, there he is. I call him Theo. He's my kid's Theo, his, his, their uncle. Sorry. Whenever I say Theo, uh, Pastor Tim says, it's uncle. <laughs> it's uncle. Quit talking Spanish. <laughs> For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. So as 
I was saying, you know, th- th- these, these things that are going on in our world are quite troubling. And, and when I thought about this, this message of disciple, uh, how to disciple or how to uh, basically draw followers and how Jesus draws followers in um, uh, and drew followers in, I, I, I started to look in the word and ask myself, how does Jesus do it? How, how does he, you know, like, like I, I heard, I heard Theo Anthony talking about being homeless in the city of Hayward and no one coming to see about him and never have no one coming to see him under the bridges and in the streets. And I thought, well, what was Jesus's outline for getting out and being with the people and ministering to the people? And it brought me to the disciples and, 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 and he started to unfold for me how simple it really is. It's very, very simple, y'all. We try to make it a really big deal how, you know, how to reach people. It's kind of like, literally, it's like going into the store, like in a 7-Eleven and buying a candy bar. How simple is that? Can everybody in the room do it? Did you all know that evangelism is not a gift? It's a commission. We are all commissioned to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything Jesus has commanded. We are all commissioned. Just like you know how to go get food and fill your belly, We're all commissioned to go out and tell people about this God, about this Jesus that saved our soul. And it doesn't have to be no big deal. It's not eloquent words. It's nothing in perfection. It's just being exactly who God made you to be in presence of other people. That's it. And as I was thinking about it, uh, I was I was saying, well, God, if it's so simple, when when God put on my heart recently, and some of you have been following me on Facebook, and you know that the Lord has put Oakland on my heart, and he's been birthing this this thing in me on how to get after Oakland and how to minister to the people of Oakland. How many of you have been out there on on nights, on on international, and seen the homeless encampments? Any of you seen it? Any of you seen it? it, 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 it's, It's so troubling. It's so upsetting. To see the level at which we've gone, where where people, how people are living. I was driving in Stockton yesterday, coming from Sacramento, and there's a similar encampment right there, right there on Boggs Track, and there it's just people living on the side of the freeway, and and just there's dirt and there's trash and there's just you know. Uh, matter that we don't want to discuss. It's just really horrific uh, circumstances. And, and, and this is the condition that people are in. And I said, you know, part of the reason, you know, Lord, we don't uh, know what to do with that is because that's kind of scary. Because when you go there, you might uh, encounter somebody doing drugs or you might encounter someone who's angry or someone who has mental illness and you might not know how to interact with them. Is that right? Is that right? So what I want to do is spend some time today, and, and, and I don't know if I can get to all of the things that the Lord is showing me, but uh, I want to spend some time to start preparing your hearts for the process, because it's time for us to become prepared. We need to be prepared to go to the places that God is showing us to go. There's, you know, and, and, it's, and you know what? It's not a finger pointing thing. 
Vanessa, we need to be prepared to go to the places that God is preparing us to go. I got to tell you, when the Lord put on my heart that we were going to do some something a little more deeper with Oakland, um, you know, I said, I got this. I know how to get under some bridges and go get with people in Oakland. That's me. That's me. I know how to do that. But God said, no, no, no. Your role is different. I need you to lead the people. So now I'm going to bring you to a a different level of awareness and a different level of accountability so that you know how to lead people under the bridges. And you know how to keep them safe and how to cover their households and how to help them to cover their households and how to make sure they're prepared. I got to tell you, there were so many people that wanted to go. And my husband pointed out that there's, you know, in in a very loving way that we have a lot of zeal. We're very zealous. But when it's time to go, many of us are not ready. We're not prepared. Because I saw some people just tip their toe, dip their toe into the thing, and they got whooped up. And I said, what was that, Lord? They had the faith to dip their toe in. Why did they get whipped up? Things started happening in their household. Things started happening in, in their job. And they, and they just got turned around and they just got confused and they got distracted and they got hurt emotionally, spiritually. And the Lord showed me the things that they got going on in those places. They can't go over there. Right until those things start getting addressed. We have to take care of home first before we can go out and be in the streets and be in the places that God is telling us to be. Does that mean perfection? No. We're never going to be perfect in the home until we go to be with God in our, other, our real home, right? Like, like Anthony said, in the real home. Until we go to our real home, we'll be perfect with him. He'll make us new. But until then, we'll still have struggles. But in the meantime, there's a certain level of preparation that is needed. So I'm going to dig into um, a few scriptures. Before I do, I, I, wanted to, I just wanted to give a shout out uh, to Pastor Tim and Crystal, Pastor Crystal. This past week, we went to a gala um, Thursday evening for his, uh, his job, his day job. Uh, Renaissance Entrepreneurship Center. They do great work. They turn passions into profit. They um, they develop small business entrepreneurs, and they were able to showcase um, a, a variety of people that were wonderful, excellent businesses. And they shared some data points, some outcomes. They said they've launched 500 businesses, 500, which are 76 percent women owned. I think 75% people of color owned and 85% of the of those businesses are from of people who are lower income. So they launched these businesses. Those are some stats. And while they were there, there were people sharing their testimonies and people talking about how they, they you know, uh, you know, uh, well, they didn't say God, but I could tell, I could see a cross on their forehead, <laughs> how God went in and dug them out of these situations and allowed them to establish their businesses. One of the women actually got a warrior's contract. She's going to be doing all the catering for the warriors this upcoming season. Just really exciting. And such, such excitement. There was, I don't know, 300 people or so there. It was in, in the Metreon, extremely well attended, a beautiful uh, setup. And I started to think, I said, God, um, this is what I want 
for, for the body. This is what I want for the body. I want us to have slides like that with those kind of outcomes. 500 people saved. 200 people healed of cancer. 3,000 people diabetes healed. 10,000 people purchased their first home. 20,000 people got new jobs, sustainable careers. All of these things are possible. But first we follow. First we must follow. And for me, my personal story of following started actually with my best friend, one of my best friends, Rachel. You see, we've known each other since we were five years old and we grew up in San Francisco and we had very similar circumstances. And one thing that she had that I didn't have when I was growing up, we both had similar difficulties. But when she, when, when, when I was growing up, she had the Lord. She was attending church from a young child. I did not. And I always knew, I, I hope you don't get mad at me, I'm going to bust you out a little bit, but um, I always, we were both caught up in different things, so it wasn't that she was so perfect, and I was like, man, I want to be like her, perfect little church girl. No, it wasn't that way. We were both caught up in different things, but, but she had somebody that she could run to. I knew she had somebody that was special to her that would make her happy. She was going down to this Salvation Army place and I was like, she's kind of happy about that. And you know, and I was like, in the back of my mind, let me file that away. She seems happy about that. That's a place, safe place for her. Fast forward years later, she started inviting me to church. Uh, She invited me to, I think a place in Fremont one time. I was like, "Mm mm-mm, this one ain't for me. Um, and I was blowing in the wind. I was doing all kinds of stuff. And then one day, because she, she was just a constant in the back of my mind, filed back there about her and this God. I went to Jubilee with a, a co-worker, and it was there. She wasn't there, but it was there that I actually got saved. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. So after I I got saved, and I want you to catch this, because there's a difference between getting saved and Jesus being Lord. So I said, I'm never coming back here again. And much a few, uh, months later, I want to say maybe even a year later, Rachel, persistent as she was, said, you should come with me to church. <laughs> so I went with her over there to Faith Fellowship. And I remember sitting there. We were in the old sanctuary, and there was a Pastor Benjamin was up there playing, and, and a, a couple of people were, you know, probably Pastor Victor was preaching and, you know, making his jokes. And, you know, it was like, wow, this is, this is pretty cool. And I remember sitting there for like three months. And then finally I said, I got back up and said the, the prayer of salvation, but really it was when Jesus was Lord. He was, I had committed. And from that point, I told the boyfriend that I was with, that I was doing this and doing that with, no more. And I never would look back, never look back. He was gone. And by the way, I had been back and forth with him for eight years. So I want y'all to know it wasn't no spring fling, okay? 
But I said, I said, it, it's over. Jesus is Lord. And so I declared that and I walked forward in the things that the Lord had for me. And so I mentioned that because that was my story. And each of you have your stories. And each of you have the opportunity to be that story for somebody else that's in your office, someone else that's in your, uh, where you go do your laundry, somewhere where you go do your groceries. And we have the opportunity to just be us. It's that simple. Just be us before God and obey uh, the following. Follow him. Follow him and others will follow you. So let's go into uh, Matthew 4, 23 through 25. Um, So we're going to read that. Matthew 4, 23 to 25. Hold on a minute. Is that 4? I think I have it wrong. 4, 18. Okay. So here we go. So he says, yeah, there we go. Okay. Um, 23. So he says, Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. We'll stop there. So first off, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm jealous, uh, Jeremy and Susan were out there in Galilee, taking, getting baptized in the Sea of Galilee. Wow. Do you know that most of the disciples were, were met, met with Jesus in that area? Bethsaida and also Galilee. I mean, just amazing. And so, and I think that's interesting because, you know, I I would think that, you know, uh, Jesus being, uh, you know, a a, a proponent of diversity would grab some people from some other folks, some other places. But he, he went to a community and he focused on that community and he found his 12 and from there evangelized the whole world. Yes. Do you see how powerful that is? If we would just evangelize Hayward, that could has ripple events on the globe. Jesus did it. It's the same outline. We're Christ, Christ GMs. So we should be following the outline that Christ gave. So if we each identify 12 people that we can go after in the areas that we're assigned. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, so, so, so here he was, he was in a place, he was in the, um, walked by the Sea of Galilee, went through Galilee, Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom. Okay, preaching the good news of the kingdom. So in the place that he was supposed to be, Um, he came upon, so I'm going to skip over to, uh, back to um, Matthew 4, 18. It says, uh, he came Uh, As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, called Peter, and his brother, Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. This is what he said. This is really rocket science. I'm serious. Come follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And at once they left their nets, and they followed him. What? Okay, and then he says, going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, and they were in a boat with the father Zebedee, preparing their nets. And Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. They left the boat and their father. How many of you are willing to leave your boat and your family? Ooh. Y'all ready to leave your family? Yes. Y'all ready? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, honey. I, 
I had to leave. No, but he he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't do that. But that's not the kind of God we serve. Leave your husband. Come on, let's go. No. (laughs) But, uh, but, 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 but really... I want you to think about, because on Wednesday, Anthony said sometimes the Lord will tell him, pull over and do this, and he'll say, I can't, I got, I'm going to be late to this meeting. And I have been so guilty of that as well, because we have these busy things going on in our lives. And it gets me thinking, was I really supposed to be going to that thing? Because why would God call me to stop and talk to this person and at the same time know that I got a meeting I got to be at? He's not a God of confusion. Maybe I've committed to things that I'm not supposed to be doing that are getting in the way of me being available to the people that I'm supposed to be with. Huh? The other day I was driving down on the corner and I think it was for illustration. God was showing me something. I was driving around the corner and there was a guy that was getting out of his van that was on the corner and he said, get out. I had, I had David, my poor David. He was in the car every morning on Sunday. I, he's on my right side, and he was there with his phone. And I said, he said, get out and go minister to him. I said, I got David. I can't just, like, stop the car in the middle of the street. And I have David. Someone could take him. <laughs> he, <laughs> I always have this in my mind, you guys. I'm always thinking how someone might take my kids. That's my thing. That's my issue. I'm just confessing that. Okay. So I said, I can't leave him. So you know what I did? I, I drove in. I made sure David got into the church. Then I probably, uh, Pastor Richard and, and Beaver were standing outside. I had high heels on and I started running. <laughs> I'm running to the store. I'm going to get over there. I'm going to get over there. And he was gone. But I ran. But I had to take care of my baby first. How many of us are doing that? taking care of our baby first, whatever that baby is. Maybe it's making sure that you fill your belly and get some food first. Maybe it's, maybe it's um, hanging out with your friends. Let me do that first. Let me get one more hour of sleep. Let me do that first. Instead of doing what God said, do preparation, preparation. So Matthew four twenty three through 25, let's go back there again. It says, Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom and healing every, not one, not two, not 10. He said every disease and sickness among the people. How many of you want to get healed? How many of you want to get well? So check this out. If you do what God said do, he can come and heal us all, every disease. You know, I started thinking about that. Sometimes there's a song and it goes, it says, do you want to get well? It doesn't seem like you want to get well. And it's like a, it's a a rhetorical question. Do you really want to get well? What happens if we actually get healed? What you going to do with all that time you got? Where you're going, oh, I'm back. You don't got to do that no more. What are you going to do with your time? When, you, when that diabetes comes off of you and you no longer have to get them pills. You no longer need that shot. You no longer need that counselor. You can can't call up your MFT. Sorry, the MFT's in the room, but in Hayward, you might not be needed. 
uh, and you call them up and say, I've, I've got it all worked out. I no longer have PTSD. I no longer have uh, depression. I no longer have anxiety. I no longer have schizophrenia. I no longer have bipolar disorder. It's all gone. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. What will we do when we get healed? What will we do? Hallelujah. How will we behave? Y'all, can y'all get in there? Can y'all move in that position? Can y'all be positionally ready to know and believe that every disease and, and sickness will be healed among the people? But we, it's, it, it comes, it's a position. It's a position we got to get into. We got to get prepared. We got to get ready. We got to know that when God says, go here, go there, and we couldn't go here and there, something ain't right. Something's out of order. Because God is not a, a, a God of confusion. He's not going to tell you, I need you to go over here, and you're not available to go over here. He's not going to do that. So Matthew 4, 23, let's keep going. He says here, healing the sickness. It's in 24. News about him spread all over Syria. And people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases. Those suffering severe pain. The demon possessed. Those having seizures and the paralyzed. And he healed them. And it says that large crowds from Galilee, Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and regions across the Jordan followed him. And I want you to know, um, sometimes God uh, will come to us with a follow me because through every day of your life, he's giving you a follow me. Every day of your life, he's saying, follow me, follow me. When he told me to go in there after that guy in the store, Pastor Sherry, he was telling me, follow me. He didn't just send me in there by myself. He said, I'm after him. He's mine. Follow me. We need to get a visual in our mind. Wouldn't you get out your car if you saw Jesus with his his cloak and he was walking into the store and he said, come on, would you go? Would you go? You'd follow him. But because we're in our own thinking, in our own feelings, we don't even acknowledge that it is Jesus, our God, who has called us to go into that store and get that guy. And so what we have to do is start to get a visual in our mind. When we when there's a coworker that is getting on our last nerve and the Lord says, go speak to them words of adoration. Come on, go speak words of encouragement to them. Show them that I love them despite their behaviors. They may have wronged you. That's okay. I'm going to work that out. But at this moment, it's their salvation is more important than your feelings, than your bruises. I'm going to call you to submit to me, obey me and follow them. Follow me. Go after them. Go after them. And so and so what happens with us is sometimes we think, uh, you know what, um, I I only want to follow. So so Peter and Simon and um, John and James, they had they had um, an opportunity that some of the other disciples didn't have. Um, John the Baptist vouched with Peter. 
and uh, Peter and his brother. Okay. And I said, Peter and Simon, Peter and Andrew, he, uh, Peter and Andrew, uh, John the Baptist vouched for Jesus. So it was a little bit easy. You, wouldn't you say it's a little easier to like drop your nets and like follow somebody because this dude that you've been hanging out with, John the Baptist is saying, this is a, this is the dude, this is the Messiah. You better go follow him. So, you know, it's kind of like when you get a friend request and you look and see if you have any mutual friends. Anybody? You know what I'm saying? And you got like 100 mutual friends. This, pro- this person's probably good. This is pro- probably my kind of person. So you, you accept them, even though you don't know them. It's that kind of thing. And the same thing with the two brothers, James and John. They had some vouching that, has, uh, that occurred. But, but what about Matthew. What was his deal? Matthew, uh, Matthew 9, 9 through 13. He says, as Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Again, rocket science, Matthew 9, 9. He says, follow me. And guess what Matthew did? Got up, followed. This is a tax collector. This is someone who's balling, y'all. He, he, got, he got all kinds of money. He got all kinds of clients in a line waiting for him to process their paperwork. They were probably hanging out the tent and he just got up and everyone's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm I'm following the the love of my life. The only one that can make a difference in my life. I'm following him. And so there, so, so as I was going through the word, as I was looking at, I challenge you, look at the 12 disciples, Philip, if you look at Philip and and his brother again, because of a word of knowledge, they followed. There are different ways that we are, 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 are going to be gifted to draw men to the, to the Lord. If we lend ourselves to him, if we allow the Lord to speak to us, if we spend time in his word, if we spend time in his presence, there are things that he's going to show us. There are places he's going to take us. How many of you honestly... If the Lord were to say to you right now, I want you to get up in the middle of church and I want you to go and stand in the connection center, just stand on on one of the chairs. If he said that, would you do it? Raise your hand. You heard him say it. The Lord said, I want you to stand there. Why would the Lord do that? Sometimes God is going to tell you these little things. We don't understand them, but I want to encourage you. Obey. Listen and obey. Sometimes it's the beginning of a thing. He can't give you more. I love what what Sister Erica said, because it's not just with money, the sowing and the reaping. The sowing and the reaping is everything. You sow obedience, you reap the blessing of it. You sow little obedience, you reap little blessing. So when God says, move your chair, move it back, move it there, move it back. He's teaching you something. We have to be positionally ready. I love what my husband said a couple of weeks ago. He said, don't let your last blessing cause you to be asleep. Stay woke. Don't get settled into your blessing. Do you see these people with these fires? You see how quickly the Lord can burn up a city? Come on now. And I'm not saying he burnt up that city, but I'm saying he can allow things to happen. Things can happen that will rock our world in a minute. I'm getting ready to go on a flight somewhere. Something could happen to me. Lord, I pray that it wouldn't, but something could happen to me. And I want to make sure 
that everything is in order. That every moment that I have lived, I have consecrated my flesh so that I am a love offering to the Lord. I don't want to be half-stepping because I have so much to be grateful for. My life is nothing without him. Nothing. Can any of you remember your, your, your day? The day that God converted your life? The day that Lord, the Lord got a hold of you and turned you around and redirected you? You remember how you felt before that? Like there was no one? Like there was nothing? Like there was no love that would find you? That like there was no one that would find you. Like there was nothing that was, would, would, would make you worthy. Like you had no skills. And have you ever felt ill-equipped? Yes. But God has come in and redeemed you and, and gave, given you purpose. And he didn't give you that just so you can sit and sit and sit. Follow me as I follow Christ. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. It's time we're being called to another level of, 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 of ministry, you guys. That's all the messages. Are you ready? Going in. This is not our home. Reaching out to the homeless. Do you hear it? Do you hear what God is saying to this body? He's asking us to hear the call and to not to make it too complicated. He just says, follow me. That's it. Let down your nets. Let go of your boats. Let go of your family. Move it out of the side and move forward into the thing that God has. Let's have you stand up. Just want to pray for you. (sighs) Thank you, God. Lord Jesus, there are people here that are wondering. They're wondering, is she talking about me? (laughs) God, I pray that you would let them know who you're talking about, who you're talking about. God, I pray that each person that is here would hear from you directly right now. And that you would begin to release things in their spirit, things in their heart, things in their, in their vision. Give them vision. God, start showing them faces. Faces, God. I pray that you would show them faces. Faces, God. God, I, I pray that you would call us to action. Not just talking, but to action. God, as we see those faces, I, I'm just so grateful that the, for the testimonies that are going to come forward, uh, that are, are, are people that are going to start to say, I, was, I, was, I received a call in, in mid-November. I, I in, in, it was, got involved with, with this sister or this brother in mid-November. I don't know. They just came at me from the left side and the right side. And, and God, they had just the word 
word that I needed. And because of that moment, I now know that I am loved. I now know that there's a God that has been searching for me, that cares about me, that loves me, that hasn't forgotten for me, that has, has been drawing me to his bosom and has been planting seeds of adoration over my life for years and years and years. And because of that one word that you gave to my sister and my brother, God, I feel so encouraged. I feel like the thing that has been held holding me bondage, the thing that is a, a disease, the thing that is a discouragement, the thing that is a, a inhibitor for me to know your love. God is just falling away. God, I just see that shackles are beginning to fall away. Even now we haven't even spoken yet. God, we haven't even spoken yet, but God, I pray that right now the people that you're putting on our hearts, you're now preparing them, God. You're preparing them to receive a message from us. God, to receive a word of encouragement, Lord. God, you you have not forgotten your beloved. God, there are 7.6 billion people in this world. God, and and we want them all, God. 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 God, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that you are Lord. So we declare, God, that in this city of Hayward will come the 12 that will evangelize, will come the 12, God, that will go and reach the nation for Christ, God. I thank you that you're doing it right now. It's nothing too big. It's nothing too big. We'll follow you, God. We'll follow you, God. God will follow you. We follow you, God. God, let us not be followers of man, but of you, God. Let us follow you. We will follow you, God. We will follow you. For you are worthy. You are worthy. And you love us. And you love us. And you love us. Jesus' name. So as we close today, I just pray that you would just even jot it down in your in your notes on a piece of paper, the faces, the faces, the young people in the room. There are people at your schools that are waiting for you to minister to them. Don't be shy. God will give you a boldness. Don't forget your day. Don't forget your day where God said, I love you and you heard it clearly. Don't forget your day. Let's just worship the Lord for a moment. Let's just worship God. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. 
Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Give up a chance, give up your heart, love never fails. Give up a chance, give up your heart, love never fails. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's Dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flint. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.